Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast, episode 33. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. Want to help support this show? Visit gspn.tv slash donate today. Welcome to the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast, the show that takes a look at the hottest relationship drama on television. Sit back and enjoy the ride. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast. I am Stephanie Ravenscraft. And I am Cliff Ravenscraft. I love our intro that Rem did for us because it like makes me feel like I'm taking off into space. Yes. I'm like, yeah, I get excited. Anyway. Rem totally rocks. I'm so excited that he's going to come back for season four of Lost. I'm easily amused these days. (laughs) Anyway, so we are here tonight to talk about um, season four. The Bon Jovi episode. Episode something. Um, I don't, was it episode number nine? I, I think don't it was know. number nine. It's one of those. Ten, something like that. It is our last episode. I know. That, what's that up? made it into post-production before. What in the world is going on the with bringing strike. back one episode? With such a crazy ending like that. I mean, the the way that they ended the, the episode before the... Um, before the winter hiatus was so much of a better ending to being on to being on a writer strike. Right. You know, I think that that was a great way to end the episode and then start off with like this huge climatic yeah. That's what I'm show, thinking. but that's not the way it happened. So Okay. I am just as bored of Gladiator and <laughs> Bruno versus Carrie Ann as the next person. But and they've I, only been on once. <laughs> exactly. However, however, I'm thinking that this is an episode that you just keep in the closet until you I, get some more behind it. Yeah. Do you I, agree? I, think, I do. I do. I thought it was a fairly... Um, Okay, episode. What was the name of the episode, by the way? The name of the episode. This is my favorite part Lay of the whole show. Lay your hands on Well, me. you're not allowed to sing it because you're totally ruining what oh. the, the John in my head, okay? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, you don't mess with John. So the name of the episode was um, Lay Your Hands on Me, which is um, my all-time favorite band of Bon Jovi. I'm absolutely in love with them. And my daughter, who is eight, actually told me that, you know, I should marry him. Oh, great. <laughs> Sorry, babe. He's Wonderful married and stuff. has been for 20 years. So um, anyway, Lay Your Hands on Me was the was the title of the episode. And Yes, it was. I thought that it was a fitting. I thought that it was a good... Um, it was a great title. It, it, was, it was a great was... title to go, with, um, to go with Elizabeth, who was the patient who was... Laying her hands on people right. and doing the healing. Absolutely. I really enjoyed that part. I did too. This was an, you know what? This was actually a pretty decent episode of Grey's Anatomy. I really enjoyed the theme. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it basically, uh, it, it was a very um, faith filled theme throughout the entire episode uh, from the very beginning to the very end. And it's starting off with reading from the book of Genesis mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, the, crea- the <laughs> creation. Until Bailey says that he made a mistake when he created man. Yeah, there was that. But it was it was uh, it was definitely great to hear the the struggle that people have with their faith. And, and I really loved um, it was Callie and Callie's mom. Or no, George's, Cal- mom. George's mom, I'm sorry. Uh, ex-mother-in-law, I should say. Anyway, when they were talking and she says, well, I used to believe in God. And she says, well, you don't believe in God anymore. And she's like, 
and, I and she in love. and she didn't say that she didn't believe in God, but she said I believe in love. And of course, you know that one of the things that the the Bible teaches is that God is love. That that love is it comes from God. And so, you know, she stu- she she doesn't not believe, but she's struggling with that faith. And and that that there's a lot That's of people a, yeah, out there like that. Absolutely. But um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say after that. Let's just not even pretend like I know what I'm doing. Okay, um, sure. <laughs> So Stephanie's too, completely clueless tonight, and I'm still, uh, I'm still playing John Bon Jovi in my head. I know, I know. It's it, going to take me a while to recover from that. So, so start us off with some so, of the notes that you have. What, okay. let, let's kind of go in that order. Kind of go then in that order. For those of you who are out there who are out there on the phone, um, feel free to hit the request to talk button at any time during this conversation. And uh, for those of you who are not dialed in, feel free to call in. And we so. can, you know. Feel free to let you talk or ignore you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what in the w- Stephanie? You I'm are not your weird. You are not yourself yeah, tonight. I'm, I'm a little weird. Anyway, um, my first note was the boy walk. The boy walk. The boy walk. That they opened the show. Oh yeah. With with Derek and and Mark on their boy walk. I love Derek's philo- philosophical. Why is it always about the destination? Why can't it be Just about the, the journey? journey? Whatever. But yeah, that was like, <laughs> come on. And uh, and Derek's building a house, you know, which, which I thought that was cool. I, I thought that that was cool. I that love the view. view. Is awesome. That was an awesome view. I want I want to build a house with with that kind of view. And and you know, even if you don't build the the house, go ahead and just put the tra- trailer up on the hill. But just make sure it's anchored down so it doesn't roll. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. I'm not even going to go there. Don't go there. Just keep moving right along there, Stephanie. So so then, so he's building the house and then we go um, to Meredith's house and he lays out the plans and she like freaks out immediately. Right. Drops the eggs and anyway. But but he asks her what she's doing because... I mean, anybody who's watched Grey's for any amount of time knows that Meredith doesn't cook. Right. And um, and so she's being semi-sisterly and is fixing Lexi eggs. I think it's neat to see their relationship moving forward. I do, too. I do, too. I like it. Of course, I thought it was just a little bit overdone how much they didn't get along at first. I don't. You don't think so? No. Okay. No. But... um. But then I, I love that that Lexi, you know, reciprocated and she was semi sisterly in, you know, eating the eggs, even though we initially thought just because they were horrible and she lied about it being good. But then we find out that she's allergic to eggs. Yeah. I mean, that was a big step for her to actually take that bite, knowing that she would have an allergic reaction. So, right. Um, I liked that part. That was cool. Now, did you make any notes to the fact that um Lexi woke up in George's bedroom on his couch. Well, I don't think they were in a bedroom. I think that they were really? in I think they were in like a study or an office or something. Oh, okay. And, um she was on the couch and he was on the floor because okay. she spent the night because remember they we left, left off, off with where the them dancing. dancing in the living room and, and getting totally smashed. And we also left off with George and Iz- Izzy kind of breaking things off. Did they so, break things off? You know, I, I can't remember they that. They said that it's not going to work. You know, it's wrong timing. Oh. This isn't going to work, is it? Hmm. 
So maybe not that they didn't break things off, but they're not. I don't know. So, so the question I have then is: is did I? I mean, did you pick anything up on the whole George asking Lexi about getting an apartment together? Well, I think it was like just like a roommate, just you, Do you know, think so? wanting to be out of her father's house, that, and that, that's what I was thinking. But it just to... seemed a little odd. Maybe uh, that's the direction they're going to move in, you yeah. know, because George doesn't have enough complications in his life. He needs another lady. What's up with him not telling his mom about anything? Well, she just lost her husband. Well, I understand that. Okay. maybe. Uh, okay. Fair enough. Fair she, enough. I mean, she just lost yeah. the love of her life. They've been married for nearly 40 uh, years. Yeah. But, I mean, I understand. I understand not telling her about you know the whole details of how things are going but the whole i mean not even the not making the intern well, exam no i think that i think that this is something that you can understand if you really break it down because the the simple fact is is that he did not want to disappoint her right you know um he he does use the excuse at first that um you know that he didn't want to burden her because because her husband or his dad had just died and he knew that she was going through a whole bunch of things you know on her own and um and and then the truth comes out is just that he was you know he knew that he would have disappointed her and and George being the type of person that he is can't handle disappointing anybody really okay that's why we've seen this whole Teeter totter, George. I think. Sure. That, okay. That, I. I. Okay. I. I buy the fact that especially. And where does she live? She must not live anywhere nearby. That. that well, they live somewhere in the state, but. Okay. All right. Because they came and went hunting. I mean. Good enough. What What do you have next on your list? Because that's all I have there. Well, I. I. The next I have is Mama's knitting clothes. Oh yeah. Which you know, she needed. In her defense, she lost her husband. Now she needs something to fill her time with. Right. You know, she probably, um, from she from her point kids. of view, from her point of view, she's going to want to fill that time with taking care of her children. You know, and and hoping for grandchildren and and all these things. But um, I mean, we've seen, we've seen George's brothers. I mean, right. they're just. <laughs> you know, we'll just leave that open ended. So, there are a handful. <laughs> and uh what were um anyway, so she needs something to take care of. She needs something to fill her time and and probably to fill her hands because you would imagine, you know, I, I'm a housewife and I'm constantly doing all day long. But when my kids are grown and God forbid something ever happened to you, what would I do with my time? Right. You know, I'm not gonna have 10 loads of laundry for myself, you know, and I'm not going to have dirty dishes all the time. This is something that my mom, now that my mom has no children at home is finding, you know, she's like, what do I do? And, uh, Beth, Beth in the chat room says you'd hang out on talk show. I probably wouldn't because <laughs> if anything ever happened to Cliff, you know, this room's getting locked and closed. <laughs> you can come in here and oh, brush you, off the cobwebs because I wouldn't know wouldn't what to do. In, you would not come in here and podcast. Well, I don't know how to, I, Oh, Stephanie, what? we all know that you are the producer of the full-time mom now. <laughs> but what they don't know is that you come in and set it up, and all I come in and do is push power and well, record. We're going to change that, aren't we? We are. Okay. So if I learn everything, 
you know, if Cliff doesn't die in the meantime. I, I have to teach <laughs> Stephanie before I die. I'll put it on the calendar this week, by golly. You better put it on your things to do today because none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. So anyway, that that's just oh, about. Thanks for the pressure, Stephanie. <laughs> Jeez. What is up with you tonight? I don't know. Oh, anyway, man. I started complaining of chest pains about a week ago and Stephanie's like, you know, let's get this life insurance increased. Let's do this. Like, I did. I, I know you didn't. I'm going to throw something at you now. Um, here, this tissue will work. <laughs> this tissue will work. You're funny. So anyway, the next note that I have is about Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Um, she sa- she's the patient. She says, I am the healer. Oh, the healer. Yeah. Um, I recognized her right away. I don't know if you did. No. But um, Where she from? is. I recognized her from Mr. Holland's opus with um, Richard Dreyfus. You know, it was way she, back from 90. Yeah. We weren't married yet, so maybe 95, 94. Okay. Yeah. Loved that movie. But um, her name is Glenn Headley. Fabulous actor. I, I recognized her soft spokenness right away because in that movie, yeah. the things that her husband puts her through, I probably would be in prison for shooting him by then. Because he's a workaholic, he's he's totally addicted to these these children. Um, he he's a music teacher, and anyway, he just completely kind of turns away from her and, and their and their son. But um, now, Chef Mark's saying that she also played a role in ER yeah, for a, a while. Yeah, she was a surgeon on ER for a while in, in pediatrics. So thank you, Chef Mark. And for she's that been seen on additional information, um, Law and Order, SVU, and. Uh, Tons of different things, but she is so soft-spoken. She never. If she's been around that much, how does she's not on private practice? Who's to say she won't be? Okay, because I mean, private practice is that cast of I've been on all the other ABC shows. You think? Yeah. Um, ER is not an ABC show. Oh well, there you go. That's why. See, wrong network. Neither's Law and Order. How'd she get into Grace? NBC. Anyway, moving right along. Because they needed that. They needed that. I mean, she she's a special kind of person because she has that that soft spokenness. I mean, did you notice that the entire episode she had one, you know, calm tone? I wish I had that through. calm tone about me. Yeah, but when you try to have that, you yeah. really just put people to sleep. I know. It's like, <laughs> welcome to the late late show here on GSPN TV. I'll be uh, carrying you on through the evening. So anyway, um, you can leave your. <laughs> iPod plugged in. Loved all her night character. Long. Loved um loved the interaction between her and, and Alex. Um really didn't like Han through that whole thing. She's pretty much you're gonna have a heart attack, you're gonna die if we don't do this and that's that. You know, I don't believe in what well, you're that's doing who and Han is. But I know that just recon that just I like I like that about her that she really? is just I yeah. don't like that about her. No, I like that she's just says what she says. I mean she's she she is it's like listen, I I love what she told Dr. Bailey. You were gonna get out of here. I am if you want. Oh no, that that I'm not even to that part. Okay, yet. let's I'm not talk about we jump, Elizabeth. Let's, can we jump there for a minute? Can, can we not? Because okay. I really want to say you say whatever you want. Babe. Have this found, is your show. Okay, I have found my all-time favorite favorite scene from Grey's Anatomy of all the entire show altogether. So far, I agree. Through the entire show, my favorite scene was when. Um, Elizabeth and, and her friends were talking to Alex and tells him that he is a sweet boy. You are a good you are you a are good, good boy. sweet boy in your heart. But there is something 
there from from pain and something that's so unspeakable and and it causes you to want to inflict pain on others you, you, you want to spread it you around you want to spread it around i love are, that scene you are Loved it. you are a great boy but you're a terrible man yeah and that, and he felt it oh did, did he i mean it's like it I to, mean, he, it totally undressed his soul you know it, i mean absolutely it, it was as if he was standing there naked i mean that literally i mean that that could have been a better scene no, Stephanie. <laughs> sorry, I just you you opened it. you invited it. So. so Andrea Zunica is on the line. Uh, Andrea, you want to say something? Hi, I was going to say some of the, the things that people were saying in the chat room too. I kind of agree that I think it's it's maybe it's a little lost minded of me, but I think it's it's Shonda Rhimes kind of opening the doorway to finally getting a backstory for Alex. So I think he's like the only main character that really hasn't been explored like his past, like we. We found out about Christina's dad dying, we found out about Meredith, and now we're even finding some backstory on Lexi and stuff. So it's, it'd be fun to get to know Alex more. Because sure. I think he's the only one that we don't really know his like backstory or his childhood or his, how he grew to be Dr. Karev, you know? Absolutely. Very cool. Um, let me ask you, uh, Stephanie. Um, yeah. Awesome. Thank you very much, Andrea. And, uh, and, and I think she's right. I think that's opening, opening the door for a backstory. For, uh, yeah, for Alex, because did, it's not the first mention that they've had. Well, that's what I was getting okay. ready to say. Didn't they already do some kind of introduction to his? I don't, the, didn't he say? Didn't he go he to? He dealt a, with an abused son and who said, was refusing to refusing to help. Um, expose. The no, issue. I think that his father needed in his father needed something he needed blood or an organ or something and he would the son was not inclined to help him because he was an alcoholic who abused his mother. And and um, a kidney. Al- Alex. Okay, thank you, Shelley. A kidney, and um, and so Alex dealt with that case and right, he and he talked about being beat beat around and right, and and from a perspective that it was obviously telling us that he's had this in his past as well. And if anything, what I love about this is it brings in some continuity. Mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, reinforces that, okay, this is the story that they are telling. So that's very good. I also like that. Um, so anyway, go ahead. Uh, what else? Next item. Yep. Uh, Izzy spills to mama. <laughs> she totally that was lifts awesome. it out of bag, which yeah. was hilarious because these people just assume that because they talk to each other, they all know everything that's, you know, she assumed because she Izzy assumed that because um, George's mom had talked to Callie that Callie had told her, but Callie is a step better than that. You know, I I don't think that she's just going to let it all air out in that way. Right. And, um, and so that, that was all kind of funny because Izzy just kind of blurts off um, at the mouth, just going on and on about how we never meant for this to happen and blah, blah, blah. And she did the same thing when George's dad was in the hospital telling his mom and dad, oh, well, you know, he almost slept with Meredith and he did this and he did that. And, you know, she did this. So it, it just shows a pattern with Izzy that yeah she should probably just like think before she speaks. Yeah. we Some of us have that problem. Uh, Chef Chef Mark, you wanted to add something about Isabel Stevens? Yeah, 
Well, yeah, Steph, that's exactly why I am very frustrated with Grey's Anatomy at this point, because they keep using that same thing over and over and over. They used it three times in this episode. Yeah. Of the whole, oh, oh, I thought you already knew that. And, uh, oops. And it's like, it's just so frustrating because from a from just a writing point of view it's bad writing to keep repeating the same trick over and over and (laughs) if you look in the characters it's like is there are there any adults that work in this hospital i hope that i don't get sick in seattle okay i'll tell you that (laughs) because these people are all children they're all like grade school children you know including the senior uh doctors you know miranda's in there throwing a hissy fit and everyone's just standing there and the chief is just looking at her, and finally, at least, he just said, Miranda. But I'm like, it's so out of line with how it would be in real life. I mean, it's one thing to be a melodrama, but it's another thing to, you know, for these people to be from another planet. (laughs) (laughs) It it drives me crazy. I'm so upset. And I typed in the chat earlier, if it weren't for private practice, I don't think I could watch Grey's Anatomy anymore. I have to. (laughs) That is hilarious. You know, you know, so Chef understand. Mark, you sound so like I did with the McSmurf episode. <laughs> well, I haven't said anyone's an illegitimate character. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, absolutely. I, I mean, I agree. I, yeah, you, just... they did. They did use the whole. Oh, I didn't know you didn't know that three different times yeah. in this episode. And you know what? I, I don't know that it, that typically bothers me, but I did notice it. Right. You know, it, that's not something that it's not like a pet peeve of mine, but I I did notice it. It's like, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Th- okay, it was it was kind of funny when Izzy did it. Less funny the second <laughs> time. The third time it's like, okay. Seriously. You know, seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Anyway. So, um we see throughout the whole beginning um of the episode Miranda being very annoyed with her ringing cell phone. Yep. Which already bothered me because you know that it was her husband. Yep. From the very, because she was talking to him and, and you know. Um so that that just bothered she me. She was avoiding she her was, husband, she avoiding, was avoiding conflict. Him, clearly which, avoiding him. Yeah, which you you just cannot avoid conflict you like that. Yeah, I mean you, you need it, to call in, you need to take a day off, you need to take a couple days off, you need to go see counseling. Something, something. I mean, the girl knows that she has an issue, and you can't be the savior of all people. You know, it, she she does not have within herself the the power to fix all things. Right. You know, does she have the ability? Does she have the knowledge and the know how to physically help human beings who are in crisis and in need? Absolutely. But when do those people? You know, and, and meeting their needs come at the cost of your own child and your own relationship to your husband or right. your wife. Well, and that's what I think a lot of what, um, what, what priorities. She, she her priorities are so screwed up that she she can't function. <laughs> well, the well the thing is, is it? Yeah, it's definitely her, her, her priorities, and she knows that, and so she is ignoring the problem. You know. Yeah, with the thing is, she's having an extramarital affair with with work, work. Mm-hmm. and and you cannot do that. I mean, um, in if anything, you know, this whole talk about you know we don't. It was uh, going back to Callie or no, going back to uh, George's mom 
talking to George, I believe. It's like, listen, we're Catholic. We don't believe in that. We don't believe, we don't believe in adultery. We don't believe in uh, divorce, you know, all these different things. It's like, you know, this, this is our faith. This is, it's about our soul. And remember when uh, Miranda uh, did this, there was this episode, she's like, you know, you don't understand. I married you. And I made this decision, and 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 this is more than just this. And it's like, who do you get off being, you know, all about, you know, this is a commitment, and 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 right. we stick through this, and and but yet you don't do but anything, she, right? You know, right. you she brings nothing to this table for the marriage as as a wife, and she's not doing anything as a mother, and and she's avoiding, and it just makes me angry. I, it. it I have nothing against working moms, and, and I, I want to stress that. I have nothing against working moms, but when it gets to this point, it's just a little too far. And you know well, what? I think I have her this- problem is, ba- Bailey's problem is not that she's a working mom. Bailey's problem is, is that she has put work first so many times and failed so many times at home that now she is avoiding home and and only turning to what makes her feel good and what builds her up. Yeah. You know, she is a great surgeon. She is a great she is a great chief resident, but the price of that ha- has been letting home fall apart. And if And there, so she's been avoiding that. And if there's anything th- that the reason I I in I, I was sent out a, a tweet message earlier uh, while we were watching the episode saying, you know, we're going to do this and uh, I really don't like Bailey anymore. Her character, I really dislike her. I was very disappointed with her character in this entire episode. But, you know, one of the things that um, is just true overall that I've learned is that what you are most critical of in other people are the things that you struggle with yourself. Absolutely. And I will tell you that the reason why I can, and for those of you who think, well, Cliff, you're just so judgmental. It's like, no, I'm going to be just upfront and honest with you. I suffer from what you saw in this episode tonight. I, I have struggled with that for the last couple of years uh, and struggled with it for the last several months. And uh, and of course, now I'm, I'm even struggling with it now. It's, it's like, uh, you know, just this whole all-consuming feeling that you need to continually work and work and work and produce and produce and produce so much that it becomes all consuming and that's where she is and and if anything i'm really glad that they're showing the 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 ramifications of that because we all need reminders and it's not just being the working mom and that's what i was going at before is that it's not just the moms it's it's the dads too how many fathers are out there that that get high praises from all their coworkers or through all, from all their clients from all their whatever but they miss their kids soccer games but the, you know, you know or, exactly you know they mm-hmm. that that husband comes home and he doesn't get that praise and so you know the thing is is that we all need the reminder that family has to become more of a priority in our lives absolutely Anyway, absolutely. I just I needed to preach about that for a second. Are, are you done? Because now, so. if you're done, I would really like to pick Bailey apart and just really be go ahead viciously mean. You if go that's right. Okay, you may do that stuff. Because as long as you're doing it to her, so, that means you're not doing it to me, and we're yeah, all good. I, I could show you the ramifications of not having your priorities straight. But go ahead. I'll, 
No, I meant I will show you. No, <laughs> you know no, I mean? no, no, or no. You were going off on this no, tangent no, and preaching no. about yourself and no. um, or using yourself to make a point. But anyway, um, clearly I'm kidding. But um, before I move on and, and really hurt Bailey, um, Shelly was saying that um, that you're right, but um, but the difference is is that it's socially acceptable for dads. Um, to be that way, it, it 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 is, but it shouldn't be. Right, it I, shouldn't be. I, no, I, I it, am. I do not find it socially acceptable. Right, and um, and I and I'll be honest with you, a lot of a, a lot of dads really don't find it socially acceptable to themselves, and they struggle with it, but they don't know what to do, and 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 sometimes just just acknowledging that you have that problem, and and um, it, it's a daily battle, right. a daily battle, and daily stro- struggle mm-hmm. for a lot of dads. So at we, least for myself anyway. Okay. Ready? Yep. So we see Bailey um Go ahead, tear her apart. Entering into the ER saying, yes. you know, I told you not to call me on this phone unless it was an emergency and he's like, I'm the one paging you from the ER. It is emer- you know, there was an accident and all these things. And I mean, well, you would expect that that adrenaline would set in and that there would be um there would be so, some type of strength, you know, that that would come from that. To right. be able to handle the initial reaction of seeing your child strapped down like that. would Now, I've taken my children to the dentist before. And the dentist actually had to strap one of my kids down. You know, um, if you see someone um, injure their back, they, they put a, a back brace on before they'll put them on a gurney. Well, my child was actually like Velcroed to one of those back braces and then covered with the with the x-ray you know, things. So that was an evil dentist. It was an evil dentist and we left. But anyway, I've seen my child strapped down. Now we took granted, our child with us. By the way. <laughs> yeah, <we did. laughs> Just wanted to point that out. Go we ahead. Um, and we have a new dentist and our children love him. So anyway, um, <laughs> I forgot oh. what I was saying. <laughs> Seeing your child strapped, you know, in the way that the, that, that would just, there would be a panic, you know, in the midst of the strength, right. I guess, um, if that can make sense. I think you really have to be. Um, I'm not, sure anybody that has children a, yeah. can understand that. But but not so much just children. I think anyone who has um, anyone close to them can, can can understand or anyone that you care for, you know. Um, but anyway, immediately, immediately. Uh, Bailey and Tucker start playing the blame game. Oh, oh I mean, you did it. You left it open. You did it. You did. Who cares who left the stupid absolutely. gate open? Your son just had a bookcase fall on him. Yeah. It's like, that's all you care about. And she goes to her room and she's like, okay, I didn't do yeah, this. She's I, like, didn't I, do did this. this I, I didn't yeah. do this. I didn't do this. I know well, I get, it couldn't I, be me. I, I get that. I mean, you can backtrack your stuff. Yeah, and you can, because but, in inside her, the blame is on her. She she is placing that blame on her, whether it be for, you know, leaving the gate open or um or just not being there, you know, to yeah. to start with. But no. they get they get really they get really nasty about it. And he says he went in there looking for his mama and he ended up in the hospital. You know, I mean, he was getting I understand the hurt, but th- they got really mean. And what that kid needed was his parents to stop fighting. Well, that was, the, and if if you go back or go to the point where, uh, what's her name? 
Elizabeth. Elizabeth comes in. She's like, "Listen, I need you to hold hands. I, I, this is not healing. This is not healing. This 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 vibe here is I, it, it's it's not a healing it situation." And um and so as much as I as much as I understand how they were acting, they were not. They could have been so much more effective had they instead of attacking each other had they bonded together. Now, granted, they had some other issues to start with, but. Right. But then, what did she do next? Because she did something next that just really was Next, this is the part that really made me mad. This is the part that really, really made me mad. Okay, they're all standing around. They're looking at his um, his CAT scan, is yeah. right? Or his, whatever he had. MRI or MRI, something. MRI, whatever. Um, so they're all standing around looking at it, and she comes in. And at this moment, she's a doctor. She knows... You know the severity of what is wrong with her child, and all she does is kind of collapse against the table. I don't think so. I mean, there would be some. Oh yeah. Sure, I don't think that there was enough reaction. There I was don't not care how enough, much shock you're in. You cannot. No, you cannot. Ca- you cannot keep your composure. You okay. If if you don't listen to um, the full time mom, just go and and scroll through episode number seventeen because I share a story about McKenna. Uh, walking away from me in a department store. 75 seconds, 90 tops that my child was away from me. And I'm not, I'm not kidding. The sickening panic feeling makes you almost want to made me one. Absolutely. I felt like I was, my, my head was spinning. Um, my stomach was turning. I, I'm kind of feeling it as I explain it back to you. You know, I, I couldn't, um, I couldn't put together a whole thought. I mean, the, the, um, the employees were asking me for her description and I, I just was panicked to, to put it together. So, and that was just in 75 seconds when I didn't know the whereabouts of my child, you know, I cannot even fathom what would happen to me if I was in a case where, yeah, I, there there was serious bodily harm. Uh, the, the, yeah, so so what are so, you saying about Miranda? Are you saying I don't think that I don't think they wrote her reaction right. Right. I think her reaction was right, more on target in the operating room when she de- she did try to go in and and wanted to be there. Let's see what Chef Mark has to say. He's he's got his uh, request to talk button on. Chef Mark, go ahead. Yeah, actually, you know, I thought that the part where she and Tucker were fighting was actually the most realistic part of that whole thing because, unfortunately, in a moment of crisis when people are panicked, and especially when it has to do with their children, uh, and especially when they're dealing with their own guilt over knowing that they did things or that they didn't do things uh, that would protect their children, then, of course, they're going to reach out to blame. Um, I think we've all seen examples of this in our own lives, and not just with children, even when... You know, you know you messed up, but you always are going to reach for other external things to blame or people. Um, And, of course, then we end up messing up our relationships because we blame someone whose fault it isn't. Or maybe it is their fault a little bit, but it's also mostly ours. And it's our guilt that we feel for, for, you know, I didn't do this or I did do this and I shouldn't have that is driving that, really. Right. Absolutely, and, 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 and you know, I, I do think. No, I think that it was realistic. I just think that it was wrong. Right. That I. And and what's what's odd is that there are times when, you know, that I think the realistic thing is that it can do one or the, it can either do that. It can cause two people to really 
attack each other the way that they did in this episode sometimes it can it can be the catalyst for saying okay this is something let, let's forget about our differences let's put aside this fight right and let's bond together and and maybe that's what i was hoping to see that's what you were hoping to see so and i think that that's something that if you and i were having an argument and something you know and and, and it was ongoing and and we left things in a in a terrible state and if something happened to our, never let that happen. our relationship <laughs> i know you would let you wouldn't let me leave the room but anyway i believe that you and I would have the opposite reaction, but and that's what we didn't see, and I think right. that that's probably what. But yeah, I agree with you about the fact her reaction when she saw that, and it's like and this could be critical or or right. uh, fatal. I, I, I'm sorry, as a parent, as, as much shock as you could right. possibly have, I can't imagine even having the strength in my knees to stand up. Yeah, a- a- absolutely. Uh, you know, I, but anyway. And then, and then. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. there is the scene in the OR. Uh-huh. That beyond her even trying to being there being absurd, the fact that someone let her get that far. Mm-hmm. You know, I th- Well, she's the chief. She is chief resident. I don't care. There's the chief of staff. There's the chief of he surgery. Was, he there's was a, in there. They're tired to a chair. Handcuff her. Put her in jail. I don't care. She should have not been anywhere near. She shouldn't have been in the observation deck. She shouldn't have been in the next room. She shouldn't have been on the same floor. No. I, At that point, she's not the chief resident. She is a patient's mother. I agree with you, but I I am glad that they wrote that in. Because if anything, I think well, no, I'm, I think she should have been there. I, if I were chief resident, I would have barged in. I would have done everything. They, no, you wouldn't. Because you wouldn't secu- be chief resident because you can't handle the sight of blood <laughs> you're or right. needles. And you wouldn't have been able to stand. Remember the weak knees you were just talking about? <laughs> okay. Okay. I got you. Shall I remind you about my blood test when I was well, pregnant let, with let's Megan? Ju- let's, no, please. <laughs> I, I went there for moral support and so I needed to and breathe in a bag. I did uh, not faint. I hyperventilated. I did not faint. I did get my breath back. After he left the room. After I left the room. And left me there all by myself. I hate those needles. Get all my blood Those needles are horrible. But let's just say I wasn't afraid of needles and I was the chief resident and that was my child in there. I hate to say it, but you are going to need to get security to drag me out of that room. Is what I'm saying. So I'm glad that scene was there. What I hate... What I hate, what I hate, what I just totally despise was what she said to Han afterwards. That that is that what really made at me that angry. point. Bailey is on my bad list. Like I don't know that, and then she was all disrespectful and completely ungrateful for the fact that the lady she, just saved her kid's life. Yes, you know? if you did and, do this, blah blah blah. I, blah but I don't and, care if I ever have to see your face again. And she did it with those angry eyes. It was contempt, eyes. and it was yes. the Nazi. That's what it was. I tell you, I was so angry that oh. it's like you know what, woman. I, oh my gosh. And 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 come to think that there was a point in time in 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 Grey's Anatomy fan podcasting that I actually said that she was really among probably the one or two people I actually still like on this show. She is so far gone. I'll tell you the way the the words she spoke. The only way she can redeem herself, the only way she can redeem herself is to apologize to that woman, to her face. 
and said and 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 just literally say so, what I said was out of place. Anyway, so what are they saying in the chat room here? Because there's lots. They're of They're saying that um that they were under the impression that Han was explaining it to Tucker, not not to Bailey. Um, which if that's the case, you know that makes it even worse because Bailey should have been explaining it to Tucker, not you know the other way around. Um, and she should have had a little compassion for maybe the fact that her husband doesn't understand it all and, you know, not bit Han's head off. And, um, uh, that was, okay. And then that's horrible that Bailey may not, you know, no, not may have forgotten that her husband doesn't know what's going on. So just pretty much. Yeah. But still the, the look and the words she spoke to Han afterwards, Oh my god. Anyway, let's talk so, about something okay. else because that made me I so angry. I want to talk about I want to talk about um Robot Christina. I loved when she did the whole little robot dance when they called her a robot and she did, I didn't see that. You, oh, you so got to go back and check that out because Okay. Yeah, I need to. You remember to. when they're standing there and they called Christina a robot? I no. It was it was during um during Tuck's um cat scanner mri or whatever they gave okay. him i forget but anyway they called her a robot and she moved like this huh. you didn't see that no we're definitely have to go back i'm sorry it's awesome and so anyway they called her a robot and then through the whole bailey being in the awar and christina saying i'll hold his hand and then giving up the opportunity to close. I was to thinking stay there. about oh, that. Oh, I was so excited. We were sitting there. It's like, Christina, stay no. Say <laughs> no. And then after that scene, I don't know about you, but after that scene, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, did she say no because she... I did too. Because did she's she a human no being? Did she say no because she's really human or did she say no to appeal to Han? That And I, so. I, I'm almost on the... Knowing who Christina is... I'm almost willing to think the worst about her. I, I hate to say that. I almost feel like she's looking up at Han and she's like, ooh, this is an opportunity for me to show I'm gonna her hold I'm on not to my a robot. Hope. I'm going to hold on to my I don't hope know. That, that Christina is a little bit human. and When else have we seen her as because, a human? Well, she was the one who was talking about we need to, you know, this needs to be uh, just any other child with, with, you know, a, a traumatic injury. This is not Bailey's son. And then to see her actually, you know, become human and, and hold his hand and rub his head and you're doing great and you're doing better than we thought. And I want to hold out hope that, that she was, I, in fact, Christina. Yeah. I, and Andrea what, says Christina's back, exclamation point. So. Yeah. I, she might be back in the door, but I think she did it at the... At the, I, I don't ah she's she's a robot. I, I, every now and then I've see wanted this to glimpse. see her change, but I don't. I just don't see it in well, her. And, do you and not I should. See change I or should do you not see the 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 glimpses that they have shown us into who she is. Yeah. I mean, okay. I I you know what I'm wrong for I mean, feeling the way that I could take a great big picture. You know I could take Stephanie a great big picture of you know things that you do and say you are one kind of person but i happen to know different right all i'm saying is i know i'm wrong for feeling the way i do about christina it goes completely against every principle and value that i hold dear but for some reason in this show i just have a i have a hard time believing that they're going to bring us a, okay. a human being behind 
Christina. Well, I thought that Derek was completely wrong for coddling Bailey during her little breakdown. Oh, you're a good mother and you you know this. He doesn't know what kind of mom he is because when was the last time that he went home with her at the end of the day? Yeah. You know, you don't know if she's a good mother because you haven't been there. Anyway, so moving right on. Yeah, but the thing is, I mean, she's a friend and you you do need to encourage a friend and... You know, I I, I see where I see your point. She a colleague. Okay. Well, you know. Anyway, what do you think about the uh, Rose situation? I don't know. I I personally, you know, of course, the thing is, is this whole show premise of this show. I, I I'm wondering, <laughs> and and I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I'm wondering if this this show hasn't lived out its its full potential i think it, it has <laughs> i i feel that it has I lived do. out its potential i mean there i mean how many i know they're all i i, no. I was i was afraid to even say the words trust me uh but there are, but the thing is is that how much more uh tension between the relationship between Derek and meredith can we take um, how much more of George not knowing, you know, not being able to get his act together, how much more of Karev being the bad guy, but we know it deep down inside, he's a good guy who hurts a lot. How much more, yeah. uh, Izzy Stevens not knowing what well, she wants from her life. The whole thing is that we are on season four of the exact same thing. Yes. That's what I'm saying. And there either needs to be some change but what? How do or you change it. it without it being Grey's Anatomy? I mean, there are there are a lot of other medical dramas. Well, um, on this short notice, I can't give you one. But if I okay. had some time to be creative, maybe I could come up with one. Would yeah. you like me to start writing Grey's Anatomy? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know if the Writers Guild will allow you to do that. Chef Mark, go ahead. I have the perfect solution: cancel Grey's and make private practice twice a week. I see that. That's awesome. <laughs> That is awesome. <laughs> or maybe I know they'll. Uh, it'll start snowing, and then the camera will pan out slowly, and you'll see that it's all a snow globe <laughs> on Addison's desk in private practice in uh, sunny California. That would be awesome. That is hilarious. <laughs> that would that would be great. That is hilarious. I love that. So. Um, that snow globe thing would totally work for me for for Grey's Anatomy, but not so much for Lost. <laughs> um, yeah. Which, by the way, returns three weeks from tonight. Three weeks from tonight. Anyway, we're not going there. Well, we yes, can... let's go there for one second. No, not to Lost, but I just want to say, if anybody's listening to this and you live in the, the Cincinnati, northern Kentucky area, or you live within driving distance and you want to come hang out with a bunch of people. Or you don't live in driving distance and you still want to make a way. Yeah. Uh, find some way to come to Cincinnati, <laughs> Northern Kentucky area on January 31st at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. We will be uh, starting up a Lost Season 4 premiere party at Entertainment Solutions in Crestview Hills, Kentucky, uh, which is a whole, it is a custom home theater store with more than 50 or 60 very large, I mean, extremely huge, gigantic uh, plasma screen, LCD screen, every kind of high definition <laughs> screen television. It's really cool. And they have all, you know how in furniture stores yeah, they have, have these mock rooms? 
Yeah. And they have mock living well, rooms with leather way. furniture yeah. everywhere. Well, they're not really mock rooms because they're just like all, well, in, you a, know what all I mean. in a row. But um, I have like no interest really in going out and buying big screen TVs and, and you know, anything that this store would offer. But I get excited walking in there. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not totally crazy. No, it, it, but, it's totally uh, awesome stuff. So uh, they have they have offered to let us have our meetup there and uh, at Entertainment Solutions. It's esolutionstv.com. And uh, if anybody wants to come join us, uh, it's it. Just let us know uh, so we can be aware ahead of time how many people to plan for. Uh, just send an email to cliff at gspn.tv. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to throw okay. that out there. So thank you for that. Do we have any more and notes? Then, um, my my um, let's see. My only other thing that I really liked um, in the episode was. Let me find it on here. Okay. When Alex comes and, um, when, when Alex comes and gets Izzy and says, I need your help. And she takes her, he takes her to Elizabeth's room. Yes. And he calls her like the yellow ray of light or whatever. Yeah. And, and says that this is the person that you need and, and telling, giving is giving Izzy the confidence that she needed to continue on because she was having some serious yang envy there um comparing herself to christina when um we've seen that izzy has so much to offer as a doctor yeah not so much but anyway go ahead (laughs) i know what you're talking about they have they have tried to bring her back into a legitimate field so (laughs) i really liked that and i loved that they um they didn't leave us not knowing um, what happened to to Tucker, um, or Tuck, I guess is what they call him. But you know, he was breathing on his own by the end of the show. Yeah, so, so it, I thought that it, was cool. It that would they appear that, that so. the healing had taken place, and which so. is cool because I love that when when she's in the hallway, um, Bailey's in the hallway with um, it doesn't come. What I love doesn't come from Bailey; it came from the chief. But um, she says, you know. Um, faith doesn't make sense. Um, it's not medicine. Medicine heals. Faith doesn't heal. But um, faith does heal. It, faith does heal. And um, but the chief says it can't hurt. Yeah. And and so you you see them go and and get her and, and take her to the baby. And anyway, I liked that part. Very so. cool. Um, I do have Stephanie one thing right here in front of us. Um, okay. A looks like some listener feedback that came in from uh, before this way little, back when. Way back when. So uh, this is the first time since we've had that episode, that last episode. So here's what uh, somebody called in. Hi, my name is Annabelle, and I'm from Washington D.C. I just wanted to say I was listening to your podcast. I think it was episode eight. How you were you both were saying that a lot of people prefer private practice over Grey's Anatomy, which I understand because I love private practice. It is one of my favorite shows. But between private practice and Grey's Anatomy, I have to say Grey's Anatomy wins 100%. If I had to pick between the two, of course I would watch Grey's Anatomy. I'm a loyal fan. I just thought I'd let you guys know you do a wonderful, wonderful job with your podcast. I always look forward to listening in. All right, bye. 
Alrighty. Well, that was awesome. Thank you. Yes. Thank you very much for calling in. Um, now, I, I realize there are a lot of Grey's Anatomy fans that Grey's Anatomy is their show. I mean, right. this, this is their show. And, and of course, I've never really hid the fact that uh, I was not for <laughs> Grey's Anatomy even before I started podcasting. Uh, and, and when I, I, I did, you know, if you followed along this entire journey, you'll know that Grey's Anatomy has grown on me. It's something that I have come to look forward to. It's, it's time spent with you uh, watching this show and, and getting to know the characters. If, if anybody, I really do like Alex Karev. Um, I, I really like his character. Um, and I've grown to like Lexi now. And and I'm you know I like some of the the relationship stuff that they do bring into the show, um, but I will tell you there there are some people I understand if you love Grey's Anatomy and this is your show, I I know it it you probably are you know it sounds like my nails screeching on a chalkboard to hear that I think the show's run its course and I think I, that it's it, it's drying up. I wonder um, sometimes if. If I would have never started um, this podcast and I just kept watching Grey's just as a fan, as, as a, as a fan, viewer, as, as mindless television, if I would have become as critical of it as I am and I'm and quit watching. Right. You, but, is um, that what you're saying? You yeah, wonder if I, I wonder quit. if I would have quit watching already. But um, but I don't think you would have. I don't think you I had would have. To, you've you've had too much invested in it. Exactly. It, it's the same thing with some of the other shows that I watch that maybe I should give up on now is that I'm I'm so dedicated to it now I just have to see it through to the end. That may sound rather ridiculous to some people, but, uh, it, but it, you know, it's, it's just not the way a, that it is. It's not a bad show, but a lot of the stuff is, is just getting... You know, it, it's not as fresh as it used to be. It's not. And, and I think and they're kind of torn in two directions. Yeah. You know, I, I I think maybe right now we're seeing um, maybe a little favored writing in private practice. Right. But as you play the extra music, I just want to tell people not to write in and tell us that we didn't talk about Derek and Meredith because I know that we didn't talk about Derek and Meredith because I'm tired of talking about Derek and Meredith. <laughs> I hope that it's over and that's the end of that. <laughs> Very nice, Stephanie. The, w- let's leave this one on a positive <laughs> note. Well, it's better than leaving it on the sad note of saying that that's our last episode of Grey's Anatomy until we until don't know when we don't know when because the strike is continuing and seems to be no end in sight. So right. you know, but uh, if you guys are looking for but other, hey, if you all like Lost, yeah, <laughs> Lost is coming back for eight episodes. Weeklylostpodcast.com. Yeah, weeklylostpodcast.com. Uh, but you can also uh, find us at uh, well, you can find Stephanie and her friend Sarah at uh, what is is it fulltimemom.com. Oh, no, yeah, I've never it's, been it's there. fulltimemom.com <laughs> and you can find Stephanie and I both over at familyfromtheheart.com and yes. uh, you can well I'll tell you what why don't you just go find the 15 different <laughs> podcasts that we produce at gspn.tv absolutely and uh, at gspn.tv we and invite you, know, you to as soon as Grace comes back we'll be back here too yes we will and until uh, then join, join the, the community, community.